the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made self two driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter the day before the big drawing on April the 8th. And we're brought to you by the Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week. Get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you'll ever need to dominate. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from a very sunny Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Um, today is Monday, the 3rd of April. Uh, we're here to have a look back at the weekend, a historically good weekend for me and Buzz, um, and also to handicap six Premier League games for Tuesday and Wednesday night, the 4th and 5th of April. Um, the sun shines on the righteous bars. I've had to pull the curtains. I've got my new cap on. The merch turned up eventually. I've got my new tit for tat on. Um, how good an advertiser is Shady Race to have uh, if you've got a northeast accent as well, Baz? That's right, in our wheelhouse. Um, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I, I've just had to change my angle because I came on. You couldn't see me because I had the sun blazing in from behind me. Uh, also up in the northeast of England, back in Newcastle for a week or so. Um, up here for the match yesterday and, and hanging around with the family for a while. So, uh, yeah, back, back up north. Do you often change your angle, Buzz? Positively tropical today. It is positively tropical. Ask your question. Do you often change your angle? Oh, regularly. Very regularly. Regular um, angle changer. Um, um, yeah, what a fucking great weekend that was. Um, it was great for the show. We've made loads and loads of good winning picks. It was great for us personally. We'll try not to and probably fail, Baz, not to get too excited about Newcastle and take the piss out of Man United and their supporters and good followers like Nick, who was quite magnanimous on Twitter. Um, it was great for our socials. They went crazy, Baz. You've turned into some sort yeah. of uh, TikTok maestro as well. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it was probably, as you say, it was probably our best show yet. Um, it was packed full of winners. I think there was only one game where one of us didn't hit a winner. But not only did we pick winners, Malcolm, we picked some absolutely brilliant price winners. I mean, you've had... Prices were magic. Ones, 12, you know, Newcastle 12-1 to one to win that score, 5-1 to one for your draw in the Forest game. I mean, we'll come to the games in a bit, but big, big prices, loads of plus money prices. So really, really good. So yeah, I put a highlights reel out on TikTok yesterday. Um, and it went a bit bonkers. I've got a thousand new followers on there just in 24 hours. Uh, so hopefully a few of them will start tuning in and I might be listening to this show. So uh, it's probably important we manage expectations a little. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We aren't always this good. Um, but hopefully people will continue to find the show engaging and, and you know, we put a few ideas out there that people will like along the way. At the same time, there'll be other ideas we put out there that you think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it was good to get loads of engagement yesterday. Lots of people saying it was, you know, how good we'd done. Uh, a few accusations that we'd recorded the clip <laughs> after the events. <laughs> the evidence is there. YouTube is there from Thursday night. It's on Apple. That it's on was Spotify. funny. It's, you know, everything we put out is put out days before. So anyone that is new, we generally record on a Thursday night and a Sunday night. Today is a little bit later because we were at the match yesterday. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully we get a few uh, few new listeners out of that. Don't forget to obviously rate, review, subscribe if you are new. Um, that's a big help to us. And if you're joining in the live stream on YouTube, like Captain Insano is now, let us know you're there. Don't be afraid to get in the chat. Let us know your picks for the week um, and all of that. Um, and also a good big, quick shout out to um, Big Dave. It's a lad I used to play football with quite a while ago. Uh, who had no idea about the show, but got in touch with me out the blue last night, said he'd stumbled across it, said he's going to be tuning in going forward. He's been looking in at the Discord channel today. He's a perfect listener. He's signed up on Spotify. He's signed up <laughs> on YouTube. He's joined the Discord channel. Uh, he's getting right involved. So that's what we want everyone doing. More interaction is better. So hopefully Big Dave is tuning in uh, and enjoys his, uh, his first new show. Yeah, we need to have a listener of the month feature. I reckon Big Dave could be the first one. April, April twenty twenty three. Big Dave, listener of the month. You can, uh, you can send him a t shirt or something. But, um, yeah, I think you're right about managing expectations. The entire point of this show is that me and you get to sit here and talk bollocks and try and make each other laugh. Uh, in the meantime, if you're listening, you can then decide to follow our players or you can decide that we're idiots and fear our players but under no circumstances um, are we responsible for anything um, but yeah we had a great weekend really enjoyed the football um, we, we'll we get to the Newcastle game later on because we had fun more than anything which is the entire point really um, but we'll start we'll have, a, we'll have a run through like we normally do um, we'll go through the weekend's games uh, as quick as we can and then we've got six games so yeah there's four games on Tuesday two games on Wednesday um, so six midweek games a lot of relegation stuff actually in focus um, in these midweek games we lost two managers over the weekend so we will talk about those situations uh, when we get to the games as well um, so yeah lots going on and lots coming up on the show um, I'm going to tell you firstly about um, our new sponsors they've updated this ad feed thing Baz and it's uh, where are we all of that shows here we go uh, you think this shit's just thrown together. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, um, a great place to get down on your fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favourite NBA, NHL and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so we led back to Saturday lunchtime um, where Manchester City 4-11-1 was the score. It was a, a bad start for me. I got a bit cute and went on the under, which was never, ever, ever going to hit, it turns out. Um, but, Baz, you smashed first decent price winner over three and a half goals and Liverpool continue to be terrible away from home. Yeah, so I, I took the over 3.5 and that cruised in really never looked in danger. Um, I mean, you 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 say you got cute and went with the unders, didn't win that, but you did hit your score a bit on this game. Oh shit, I did! I seven to point hundred thirty. So you know, thirteen to eight shot, uh, hundred thirty winner. We will forgive you the over the the under two point five pick because you hit the scorer. Uh, so yeah, really really good start to the weekend that one. Yeah, I picked that many winners. I'm forgetting them, Bas. I had I had KDB written at the bottom of my notes here when we go through the parlays and stuff. But yeah, that's no, so why I did have a winner. Um, next up we went to the three o'clock games Arsenal four leads one uh, winners all the way I took both teams to score I think I was a bit lucky with that actual goal but I think the pick was spot on because Leeds played really well in the first half and made plenty of chances uh, and that was the way to handicap I thought they were good for a goal um, 
whether a three 0 down, it maybe I thought I'd blown it, but they got one, and then you took Arsenal on the handicap, and um, Arsenal are just rolling along, absolutely rolling, no, no flinching at all, but Yeah, I mean, it was looking a little bit ropey first half. Our Leeds played well, didn't they? And then as soon as the first goal goes in, it just unravelled really quickly. Um, so yeah, they're they're absolutely flying at the moment, and again the handicap won with relative ease in the end. Um, so yeah. Good. Uh, and Gabriel Jesus back back amongst the goals for Arsenal as well. I've got a little uh, bet with Simmers that Jesus wouldn't score more than nine goals. Um, You're and, in trouble there. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, maybe no. I think nah, he he hangs around by the corner flag too much, and what's he doing on penalties as well? That annoyed us. I'm not buying it. I tried to claim to Simmers that penalties don't count, but he's not buying it. Um, Bournemouth two, Fulham one. This was no help to anyone, Baz, because I took the under two and a half. You took the over two and a half. So I suppose it was helpful to anyone who follows you and not me. Um, Bournemouth are giving themselves a chance, though. Yeah, we, we've talked them up a little bit, Baz, since January and the little signings they made. Um, and they're going along well at home. We expected a bit of regression from Fulham. Um, so we did lean Bournemouth, but yeah, you took the overs. But uh, yeah, Bournemouth doing okay. Yeah, yeah, good result for them. And, I mean, it just shows that, you know, that win takes them out of the bottom three. Um, just shows how tight it is down the bottom there. And and any team that can make a little bit of a run um, can can get themselves out of it. Uh, but just as quickly, you can get dragged back into it if you, if you go and lose three or four on the bounce. So, still really intriguing down the bottom of that division, isn't it? Um, and the next game onwards was, um, this was fasten your seatbelts time. This is where we started uh, fetching out the fancy prize winners. Uh, Brighton three, Brentford three. Uh, my picks were over one and a half first half goals, eight to five. And then both teams to score in the first half at plus 3.30. And this was all done and dusted by 20 past three. Uh, lovely stuff. In hindsight, could have gone up the ladder. Both teams to score in both halves would have been a great pick. Normally about 12 to one, that one. Um, so happy with that. Baz, you took both teams to score, which wasn't very exotic, but... Uh, it was a it was a winner. A bit of a mad game, this one, because it looks absolutely wide open. Brighton scored a last-minute pen, but Brighton actually battered them for the majority. So, yeah, it was a bit of an odd one, but we were happy to take all the goals. And Brighton are very much back on brand, I think, for that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a bit more Brighton chat when we get to the review of the midweek game, so I'll not go too much into that now. Otherwise, I'll have nothing to talk about later. Um, but, yeah, really good game and, and good picks, as you say. Your, your first half picks for that were brilliant. Um, and also... I'm just having an interruption in the back here. Like, I don't know. Do I turn it up at the club? Yes. That's, that's my mother interrupting the podcast to ask how <laughs> she turns the air fryer off. Um, <laughs> we don't want the air fryer blowing up mid-show, Baz. What can we do? Um, that's that's throwing me. Um, I, 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 I specifically told the kids not to come into the concert. <laughs> but you didn't that tell one. your mother? I didn't feel like I had to tell my mum. <laughs> Excellent. I'll find me Barons again. All right. Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 1. This is one where we took opposite sides. I took Leicester. Felt quite happy when they went 1 0 up. You took Palace. Um, actually, I think you, yours was the right pick as well as the winner because Palace did batter them. Um, scored with the very last kick of the game. Uh, there was the time to kick off, really. Um, and then the aftermath of that was that Brendan Rodgers got the 9-10 jack, so he's done. Uh, but yeah, a good win for Palace. That probably saves them. The, the one thing they did have in their favour was they had a, little, a few points behind them already, so they didn't need to do much. Like I think they were on 27, got to 30. 
So they should be okay. They've got a few of their dog shit teams coming up so they can squeak I one mean, more. That's the one thing I'd said before picking them to win this week was the, the turnaround in the games. You know, they have had a rough run of games uh, and it does turn. They've got a good good set of run, winnable fixtures now. But yeah, I mean, it looks, you know, certainly about from the start, a dominant fixture, dominant game for them. Uh, 31 goal attempts, nine on target, um, XG 2.5. Look, look like a really solid. I mean, they had ten corners in the game as well. Look, look pretty much one-way traffic, um, and yeah, nice, nice for me to pick that that late winner up in that one. Um, and again, a decent price, six to four, uh, good winner. Um, and uh, Leicester manager, then obviously that's the end of Rogers. I haven't really seen anything. Uh, we were we were out in a, a bit beery on Saturday. I was out in a little bit beery on Sunday. I haven't seen any manager chat today. Um, is there, have you seen any any talk of who's going to take over? I mean, the first thing I'd seen. Well, it's all it's all gone a little bit bizarre, hasn't it? Because one managerial sacking after another twists things. Because Spurs get rid of Conte last week, and everyone thinks Nogglesman's on his way there. Then Chelsea sack their manager, and everyone thinks is Nogglesman now going to go to Chelsea? Uh, and meanwhile, when Leicester sacked. Rogers, Rafa Benitez was instantly the favourite. Fast forward two or three hours, Potter's gone, and now Potter's the favourite for the Leicester job. Oh, okay. So it's all sort of chain reaction stuff. Um, so at the moment, Potter's favourite, five to four. Uh, Rafa Benitez, five to one. John Dahl Thomason, Blackburn manager, 12 mm-hmm. to one. Hassan Hootel, Postacoglu, Gerard, around the 16 to one mark. Quite a few. I mean, a lot of these names just get plucked out of thin air, don't they? Um, so, yeah, where it goes, I don't know. I mean, will Potter just walk straight back into a job and will he fancy a relegation battle with Leicester? I mean, he's just earned himself absolutely tens of millions for, for six months of work at Chelsea. He might just fancy taking a break for a little bit. Uh, so, I don't know. I would I, I can't see Potter going to Leicester for that. But who knows? He might want to just get straight back involved. Uh, but, yeah, Rafa Benitez was the other name in the mix and then could be anyone from there. Yeah, the Leicester have got no money. That's the problem. They're skint, so I don't know. Although Rogers um, Potter, I would say, was a what you would what they call a project manager nowadays. But I don't know how much of a project they can do without any money, um, yeah. unless he can he can do the bits and bobs game like he did at Brighton. Like, um, there's at least two pound fines happened in the comments so far. Captain Insano and Serial, one pound each for baseball chat. Um, we did say last week there'd be a pound fine for any baseball talk in the comments section. Um, Good evening, Serial, by the way, for joining us. Uh, next up, oh, Forest won, Wolves won. I told you that the only possible outcome in this game was a one-all draw. There was no other alternatives. I don't know what you were thinking if you didn't back this. The draw was at 21 to 10. Um, the correct score was at 5 to 1. It was an absolute no-doubter. Uh, you took the overs. Um, yeah. No idea what you were thinking. I know. I'm kicking myself because I did say in my me, me sort of analysis of it, the first thing I stood out was the both teams to score at evens. And then I got enchanted, I got sort of captured by the, the plus money on the overs around 13 to 8. And that was the only thing I didn't get right on Saturday. Six out of seven winners. Uh, disappointed because this one also had killed me, accumulated my parlay for the weekend um, and saved me sweeping the whole lot, which I'd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did I actually? I look back at your parlay, assuming it was rubbish. Uh, and that was the one that let you down. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. As I say, it would have been a clean sweep for me on Saturday otherwise. Uh, so a little bit disappointing that. Um, 
it was probably the least confident player of the week, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, you can't hit them all. Well, we could hit most of them. Uh, the next one was a beauty. Uh, Chelsea nil, Aston Villa 2. Aston Villa on the money line was the play. I took 4-1, which is a bit disappointing. You got 5-1, to one, um, even though on the show... Um, you went off the ladies' men. You and took twenty-one to twenty about the four-to-one winner, Baz. But um, again, we um, said Chelsea might win, but even if Chelsea did, did win, Mark, I, I mean, I took 20, twenty-one to twenty was my play, but I yeah. also put out Aston Villa as my underdog of the week. Did you at four-to-one? So, so you know, I did put them out there as genuine players on the money line as well. So, you know, just just yeah. putting that out there. Get off the fence, Baz. Um, yeah, it, it, even if Chelsea walked away with a win here, Aston Villa had to be the bet. Like, there was no other um, way to dress this up. Chelsea were completely and utterly unreliable um, and trying to get the manager sacked. And Aston Villa had been playing really, really well and had only lost against um, Man City and Arsenal, having played well in those games as well. So, yeah, that was an absolute beauty. Um, on the Sunday, West Ham won Southampton nil. Um, I took Southampton, fancy price, they were rubbish. You took Southampton, double chance. Um, West Ham were also rubbish. The XG in this was 1.3 v 0.4. Yeah, nothing to talk about. West Ham scrape out the 1-0 win, which will help. Um, this doesn't look good for Southampton at all. And then um, the main event, Newcastle 2, Manchester United 0. Um, I gave out Newcastle at 7-5. I gave out um, on the back of the dream, Um complete with guinea pigs in my pocket. Uh, Newcastle to win 2-0 at 12-1. to I'll tell you what, Baz, I never in my life was as confident as when I walked into the pub yesterday lunchtime and I sat down and told the lads, we're going to win today, no doubt. And that's not like me. I don't say that about Newcastle. I would say ever. And if you've listened, any new listeners, if you listen to the builds up to the cup final, I told you six weeks in advance that we were going to get absolutely humped like, and I was dreading it. Um, I just... I had a feeling. Uh, so I'll tell you about my little bet as well. So obviously the dream was Newcastle 2-0. Um, Joe Linton to score both goals was in the dream. So I put the bet on, I posted it in Discord. Um, 500 to 1. Had £8.77 on to win £5,500. The team news comes out, Joe Linton's not starting. So I, thought, so I had cashed it out. I thought, right, what are we going to pull? So I put Newcastle in 2-0. Let's pick two goal scorers. I picked Joe Willick and Sean Longstaff. 800 to 1 was the price. Joe Willick scores. We're 1 0 up. I tell you what, my bubble was doing the five pence, 50 pence bars. Like. And then the second goal went in, and I reckon it was the sweetest four seconds of my life. Because I didn't know who'd scored that second goal. I was at the other end behind the other goal. So you see the cross come in, a melee of players go up, and someone in a black and white shirt headed that ball in the goal. And for three or four seconds, it could have been Sean Longstaff. And then I saw the white boots sent towards the corner flag and it was Callum Wilson. Like So, yeah, and Longstaff missed so many chances in the first half. So, yeah, that was £7,200 incoming for me, £8 bet. Um, but, yeah, what a great day. Uh, had loads of fun in the bar. Everyone was buzzing. Man United were shite. We said they were shite. Uh, I've said they were shite for three months. Anthony shite. Rashford's shite. The manager's shite. And the fans are shite. Um but we did say we weren't going to get stuck into them too much, Baz, so I'll leave it there. Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, before I talk about you guys, I've got to obviously put my black and white glasses on. <laughs> uh, get them on, Baz. And uh, with my glasses on, I'm just just checking. Yeah, it still says 2-0. <laughs> 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 
yeah. I'll take them off again. Um, that's, that's no good. Um, <laughs> Where is he? Where's yeah, Nick? Like, Get the chat, Nick, you coward. We, uh, we are normally uh, putting this out at 10 o'clock at night, which ah, okay. is more an appropriate time for, for Nick to join us in the chat. Uh, but uh, no, you know, no one have a, have a dig or anything. He, he was quite uh, fair on Twitter and said best team won. You know, made a little swipe about the cup final, which is fair enough. We wouldn't expect yeah. anything different. Of course. But yeah, they were, they were poor yesterday. We, you know, we could have walked away winning 4 5 yesterday and they could have had no complaints at all, uh, the amount of chances we created. And I go on about that. that, that Anthony just frustrates the hell out of me. And he was frustrated the hell out of me as a Man United fan. <laughs> I can't, I talk about it over and over. But he, he came in yesterday and he got absolutely nothing out of Dan Byrne in the first 20 minutes and just moaning and whinging the whole time, diving, rolling around the floor. And then after 20 minutes, I switched him over and put Rashford on the other side, uh, brought Rashford from the other side. And within a minute, Dan Byrne absolutely smashed Rashford. Spins <laughs> around the crowd and gives it that. And Rashford got no change out of Byrne either. Um, and I think Dan Byrne was brilliant yesterday. But there were so many players who, who did stand out for us yesterday. Bruno Gamores, uh, again, Willock, I thought Botman. Trippier was involved in everything going forward and, and going back. Um, and really, barely give them a sniff. I think they had one shot on target, which was like literally a little pass back from... Yeah. Anthony, Anthony it was yeah. the edge of the box. He just floated one into Pope's arms. Um, so they, they they were they were really disappointing, and their away form has has been lately. To be fair, um, so yeah, I mean, great great win for us. I had the the little one there. Daughter was with us, uh, and I just have to keep telling her, look, it's not always like this. It hasn't been like this in the last yeah. twenty years. We've just turned up and watched shit after shit, and you you just turned up now and you're watching us win last minute winners at Nottingham Forest. Because uh, we were both there, and then coming here and watching us beat Man United, which which hasn't happened often over the years. So, yeah, really, really good to, uh, to get to the game this week and enjoy a few beers there. But uh, yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important. What I said before the game, what it does is, you know, a few weeks ago we were all looking at it thinking Man United were away in third, and everybody else was fighting it out for fourth spot. And what it does now is turn it into a four or five team race for two Champions League positions because now third and fourth are well up for grabs. Um, so, you know, Man U, Newcastle, Spurs, Liverpool, Brighton, you would say, are all all still in the mix. But we're fighting over two places now where a few weeks ago we probably thought we were we were four teams fighting over one place. So it gives us a chance, you know, that's still a long way to go. Uh, we could really do as a Newcastle fan, get, Spurs getting humped tonight. Um and I suppose we should mention that game because, you know, anyone that's listening now, we've got a game still to come up that we've already handicapped on the last show, didn't we? Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, think, Everton uh, Tottenham starts in in one hour from now. Um, I took Everton on the money line. Everton at home against the Tottenham team in disarray. Um, you I I took, took, a, a bet took a side salad bet, didn't you? Everton draw no bet. So the same bet, like a diet bet really, Baz. Yeah. It's like a real bet. But not actually a real bet. Just had a, a low calorie bet. Just had a message from another mate of mine, an old school friend who's watching on YouTube, uh, and he said he's just tickled um, after you made your comment about your bumhole doing the five pence fifty pence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it was, it was. No answer. Much appreciated. Lovely. Um, right. Okay then. So we've got six Premier League games uh, to get to. Uh, this week, a lot of the uh, relegation fodder are involved. Um, we'll get to those after I've told you first about the um, 
the Golf Gambling Podcast Driver Giveaway. Uh, they've got a tailor-made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter, and you've got a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The draw will take place on Sunday, April the 8th, so make sure to get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Okay, first game on uh, Tuesday is... Uh, 7.45 kickoff, which is 2.45 Eastern time between Bournemouth and Brighton. Bournemouth are 19 to 4, plus 4.75. The draw is 3 to 1. Brighton are 4 to 7, uh, minus 1.75. Uh, Bournemouth up to 16th uh, with that win at the weekend, although it's mad tight down there. You could throw a blanket over a whole load of teams. Um, won three of the last six. Um, really, their only bad performance in ages was that 3-0 defeated Villa two weeks ago, which I faded them with the weekend because I was a little bit concerned about that defeated Villa. Um, but actually, they bounced back and played well at the weekend. So I'm kind of happy to put that down as a bit of an outlier. And Villa were playing really well. Um, these two teams did play each other on February the 4th, so not that long ago. Um, Brighton won that one 1-0. Brighton come into this in good form. However, the last three away games, Baz, drew at Leeds... Drew at Palace, Drew at Leicester. So identical comps. You know, I like a, I like to find a comparison game or two. Yeah. Um, and these are these are three similar games, aren't they? Away at a team in the relegation fight. Um, drawn all of those. Um, they've had a really nice run of fixtures, Brian, as, as well as they've been playing. Um, I mean, I really wanted to take Bournemouth here. However... Um, I'm, I was kind of torn because, like I say, I wanted to bet Bournemouth, but all the pointers, Baz, are for the draw at three to one. I mean, even at like points per game, it's home for Bournemouth and goals per game, points per game and goals per game for Brighton away. It points to the one one again, you know. I know I'm getting a bit fancy after calling Forest Wolves. Um, I wanted to take Bournemouth. I, but I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to take the draw, and I'm. I can't. I'm not putting up a draw no bet or a pick him on board with. I'm not buying it. You can do that. I'll take the draw here at a price of three to one, Bas. Yeah, I mean, I've been hugely impressed with Brighton lately. They just look really dangerous going forward, and the stats in that game were astonishing. Thirty-three shots on goal, fifteen of them on target, six big chances created, and an xG of four point five. Uh, and I spoke about it last week how they spread it around a lot. You got March, McAllister. Matoma, Welbeck, uh, all contributing Ferguson, even Undav when he comes in, coming in with a uh, goal. So they spread it around a lot. And an astonishing fact this weekend that I'd read was that for the first time ever in a Premier League game, apparently, all 10 outfield players for Brighton had at least two shots on goal. No that's way, that's incredible. incredible. I had to go and check it. I didn't believe it. Uh, but I went on the app, had a look, and sure enough, every single Bournemouth player, apart from the goalkeeper, had two shots on goal. And the goalkeeper actually got an assist for one of the goals. Uh, so he but Brighton, there. did you say? Not Bournemouth. Uh, sorry, Brighton, yeah. Yeah. Wrong, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Luke Steele, uh, the keeper was involved as well because he did set up one of them. But yeah, that's that's astonishing. I don't know, two shots on goal from every single player in the team. Mad. Um, I took the Bright- both teams to score in the Brighton game on Saturday with, with success and I took over two and a half in the Bournemouth game. So got both of those teams right. Um I mean, Brighton will be disappointed to come away with a draw, as you say. Uh, you know, it was a late equaliser, but they've created so many chances. 
in their game. Bournemouth, on the other hand, will be delighted with that win over Fulham. Uh, and as I said before, it moves them out of the bottom three. And once again, just highlights how, how tight it's going to be down there. So, where am I going for a bet? I think the starting point for me, again, is just like it was for these two teams at the weekend. It's goals. Um, Brighton Trent went through a little patch recently where we were saying they were underperforming against the XG, creating loads of chances and struggling to score. I think they went through sort of three, four games where they were scoring one goal a game with an XG of like three or four. Uh, but that swung right back round. They scored three at the weekend. Fact, previous to that was Grimsby, fair enough, but they put five past Grimsby. Um, just the one past Palace, but put two past Leeds, four past West Ham. Um, and they've now got, a, the, 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 you know, they've had the luxury of four out of five games at home, which, as you say, helps because their, their, their away form isn't as good. Um, but still, they've scored 15 in the last five games now. You know, four of them were at home, but, but they, they are firing. I think Bournemouth will be happy with their current form. As you say, they picked up nine points from the last six and as you say, they're not losing against bad sides apart from that Villa game. You know, before that, they lost to Brighton in in this reverse fixture. Uh, Man City, Arsenal, games against really good teams. You know, take those those tricky games out, and, and they're they're performing quite well. Like, um, and they've managed at least a goal. Uh, they, they've they've only failed to score once in the last six, and they've managed at least a goal against Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City. So there's no reason to suspect they can't get involved yet, especially, you know, Brighton Brighton can concede goals. So the first pick that stands out, uh, I mean, main players, they're over 2.5. It's at 4 point, uh, sorry, four to five, so minus 125. It's hit in four of the last five games for both teams. I just think it's an obvious route to go here. Uh, if you want to be a bit more ambitious, then the play for me is Brighton goals. Um, and you probably won't like it because you, you don't like the away form. But over 2.5 at 2 to 1, I think's it's ambitious, but but it's not without uh, without hope. I'm, I'm just thinking this could be something like a 3-1, 3-2 Brighton for me, with them creating so many chances each week. And, and Bournemouth are still the worst defensive record in the league, let's not forget. Um, I could just see Brighton hitting a few. So over 2.5 goals at 4-5, uh, and Brighton to score three or more goals at 2-1. to one. I just think that there's, there's chances there. I mean, even, as you say... Brighton's away form recently. Uh, they scored two away at Leeds, two away at Leicester. Um, Middlesbrough in the Cup, they scored five. Everton away, they scored four. Southampton away, they scored three. Scored three away at Arsenal. Wolves scored against three. So there's plenty plenty of form there away from home still where they are putting goals up. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'll, I'll take both of those bets over 2.5 goals and Brighton score the 2.5 goals that we need. Um, your analysis is every game all that long, Baz, because fucking people have got stuff to do. That was a, no. a solid seven minutes, that was. Yeah, I like I like that game. <laughs> okay, then over there. All right, we'll move on uh, to same kickoff time. Leeds against Nottingham Forest. Leeds um, are three to four, minus 133. The draw's 30 to five, plus 260. Forest are seven to two, plus 350. Uh, would you like this one as much, Paz, or can we get this one in before it gets dark? Yeah, leads to win, three to four. Cheers. <laughs> oh, don't have a strop. Come on, tell us why. No, uh, I mean, Leeds took a bit of a battering, didn't they, from Arsenal at the weekend, but, it, but apparently played quite well for the first half hour. Once Jesus scored the penalty, it unravelled a little bit, but prior to that, they'd, they, you know, they'd had a couple of decent results with a win over Wolves 
4-2. Uh, and a decent draw against Brighton, which which you would take in the form Brighton are in. Um, the home form's okay. They've only won defeat in the last six. Um, unfortunately, they're coming up against the worst away team in the league in Forest. Forest have had five defeats in the last six away games. The, the only point was a draw away to Bournemouth. Uh, and it's just one win for them in 11 games overall here. Um I mean, that did come, ironically, in the reverse fixture here where the beat leads 1-0. Um, at home, I, I think, as I said last week, I think the season's really began to unravel for Forrest uh, since that Leeds win. And for me, Leeds are a price I, I could get on board with. It's a, it's a little bit short at 3-4. to four. But Forrest really don't look like beating anyone at the moment. And whilst Leeds aren't in the best of form, the home form's decent. Um, you know, Recent defeats have been away to Chelsea, away to Arsenal, away to Everton. You know, all all tricky games and a home defeat to Man United. So a tricky run of games recently. Perfect uh, one for them here with Forrest being awful on the road. Um, so yeah, Leeds to win a three to four. Um, I wouldn't put anyone off Leeds to score two or more as well. Five to six. Uh, they scored two against Brighton. No, they didn't. Yes, got two against Brighton, four against Wolves, managed a goal against Arsenal at the weekend, um, and Forrest have conceded two or more in seven of the last ten games, uh, and four of the last five. So yeah, leads leads to score two or more also appeals at five to six. Um, oh well, I can go a bit short on this. I've got the same pick, Baz leads to leads to win on the money line three to four. Um, not very original, not going to win many prizes, but Forrest wear is shambles. Um, that big lad at the back who gave the penalty away against us. I like it's his technique is really, really peculiar. Like he did some very odd things at the weekend again. Um yeah, the Forest's last win in the Prem was it what eight games ago against Leeds, as it happens. Um so yeah, Leeds are doing okay, but I just think Forest away are a different team. You're handicapping two different teams, Forest home and Forest away. Uh, so yeah, I'll take Leeds, mate. Um I agree with you. Next up we'll go to uh managerless Leicester City. Uh, who take on uh, Aston Villa? The prices are Leicester six to four uh, plus one fifty. The draw is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Villa nine to five plus one eighty. There's some games, Baz. You just look at it, um, especially. I said to you just before we started, right? Uh, off, I said off air. I feel like a bit of a fraud because after a good weekend. I don't feel like I've got to put any effort into making the picks because I just think I know it all. Like, I saw these teams at the weekend. I was right about them all. What's changed now? Like, I look at the names and I can work. I know who's going to win, but I don't have to put any forethought. I mean, I have done for the new listeners. I don't think I'm just throwing this together. <laughs> However, um, the prices are mad here. They're, they're, they're totally and utterly the wrong way around for a start. Uh, you're not the way. I think you probably reached the same conclusion. Yeah. Um, how Leicester can be favourites in Villa are the dogs. Um, they've got no new manager. There was a terrible result and performance at Palace at the weekend. Villa were in great form uh, before the Chelsea game and then went to Chelsea and won and played really well and got us a 4-1 or a 5-1 winner, if you're Baz. Um, and they can only be full of confidence. Um Easy pick, Aston Villa, 9-5 plus 180, please. Yeah, same conclusion. I mean, it's five defeats out of six for Leicester. Six in seven if you include the cup game. Um, and some really concerning defeats in there for Leicester. You consider they lost to Blackburn in the cup. They lost to Palace, Southampton. 
Um, you know, games where if you can't win them, you're, you're in the relegation shit, aren't you? And that's where they are. Um, obviously, Rogers is gone, but I don't. I just don't think that'll matter here. Villa are hitting a really good run of form, four wins from five, uh, and even on the on the road, it's, it's not making much difference. They had a good win against Chelsea at the weekend. Um, they had a two 0 win against Everton recently away from home. They're actually the only team to win it. Goodison since Dice arrived, with Everton winning the other three, one nil. So the away fixture doesn't. Doesn't worry me here. Uh, and I just think they're a great price. As I said, exactly the same you I've wrote down. I'm amazed they aren't favourites for this game. I don't see how Leicester can be favourites for this this match at all. So I'll take Villa on the money line um, at 9-5. to five. Um, If you're looking for a slightly safer play to stick in your accumulators, then then 10-11 to 11 draw no bet would, would also appeal. But I'm confident enough to take um, Villa here at 9-5. to five. I think it's a, good, uh, it's a good bet for me. So yeah, team ride. Team right on the villa, up the villa. Um, and see, just put in the chat as well. Villa draw no bet plus 100. So he's, yeah, he's looking at that. So, yeah, for me, I'm confident enough to take him. But it's not, I don't mind that at all. Um, I can't see Leicester winning it. Uh, so if you want the insurance of the draw no bet, then don't let me put you off. Yeah, Serial must be on a diet as well. Um, eight o'clock kickoff, 3 pm. Uh, Eastern time between Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea are six to four, uh, plus one fifty. The draw is twelve to five, plus two forty. Liverpool nine to five, plus one eighty. Uh, this was far too difficult for me, Baz. So you can do it. Yes, I said to you beforehand. I said I, f- I found these games all right this week, um, with the exception of Chelsea v Liverpool, was the one where I, I struggled a bit. Um, and you said the same to me. You said. It could be 4-0 to Chelsea, it could be 4-0 to Liverpool or anything in between and nothing would particularly surprise you in that. Um, Got to be a bit careful here because if Big Dave is tuning in for the first time, he's a Liverpool fan, so let's not upset the Scousers too much. Oh, you didn't um, tell me that, Baz. That, um, that listener of the month has been revoked. I'm not, I can't <laughs> hand that out to Big now. Sorry, Dave, you're off You're off the list. You're gone, son. Gone. Get out. Battle of the underachievers, this one, isn't it? Based on the current standings, um, certainly off their expectations at the start of the season, they've both hugely underachieved this year. Liverpool coming at the back of it off, off three straight defeats. Bournemouth, Real Madrid and Man City. Um, they've been quickly brought back down to earth, haven't they? After the highs of the 7-0 over Man United. It, you know, that didn't didn't last long. Um well beaten against City the other day in a fixture which historically they've had the edge in over City. You know, they don't didn't lose many and just was, was comfortable for City on Saturday. I think you could really see how far off they've dropped this year. They're also really struggling on the road. Two just two wins in the last ten away games and seven defeats in the last ten away from home. That's absolutely unbelievable, isn't it, for, for a team like Liverpool? Um but yet they still find themselves four points above Chelsea um, and have played one game less. Uh, Potter's gone, as we know. Chelsea were trying to get him sacked, we thought. You know, the turn up in the Champions League when they wanted to. Played really well against Dortmund, uh, but reverted back to being absolute garbage. On the weekends in the Premier League, uh, Potter's gone, so will they start uh, playing for whoever the new man is? I've got who's it, Bruno in charge at the moment, temporarily. Um, don't know much about him. I'm assuming he's just one of. Uh, he was an ex Brighton player, wasn't he, Bruno? Uh, so he must no have been idea. one of Potter's men who's remained behind um, to hold fourth for for a while. Um, they've failed to beat Villa at the weekend. Uh, failed to beat Everton last week. 
Uh, and that was obviously enough for, for Chelsea to pull the trigger. Just two league wins in the last nine games. Uh, and they were against poor opposition in, in Leicester and Leeds. Um I mean, Villa beating Chelsea the other day was, was one of our highlights of the week. As I say, they went off at 5-1. to one. I didn't see the game, but it looked like Chelsea did create enough. 27 shots on goal, 8 shots on target. They had an XG of 2.28, but a goal scored of zero. Uh, and it's the lack of a striker, which is a real problem for them. Um, so, two teams not in form. Two teams hugely underachieving against their expectations. It's hard to, to back either of them with any confidence. So, I'm going... So, mainly on the prices here, looking for a little bit of value. And again, I'm not sure Chelsea should necessarily be favourites here. I think Liverpool at 9-5 would appeal to me more than Chelsea at 6-4. to four. So I would have a slight lean towards Liverpool if I had to pick one. Um, I mean, I have to say, this is probably my least confident play of the week. It's purely a hunch on the fact that I think Chelsea are playing worse than Liverpool. Um, I mean, even that's probably possibly debatable. But I'm going to take Liverpool to score two or more goals. It feels a bit wild when you consider they've only scored one in the last three. Um, but I think they might win this. Um, and when they have won recently, the last four wins have all come with them scoring two goals along the way. And it's at plus money, 11 to 8. So Liverpool to score two or more for me at 11 to 8 is the bet. Um, and as I say, probably my, my least confident bet of the week. But uh, sometimes those ones still pay off. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. What you got? Um, yeah, well, I've, I've copped out effectively. It was it's too hard to take a side of, of the three possible outcomes. Um, like you said, anything anything could happen, and you'd come away saying, "Yeah, yeah, that figures." Um, so I just thought that both teams here play with a handbrake off because Liverpool always do. I mean, they got ahead at the weekend against Manchester City, um, and. You said Chelsea had a lot of shots, a lot of shots on target. So I, I copped out and took over two and a half goals. I think both teams can score for it. There's no reason not to, frankly. Um, they've got nothing to play for, effectively. Liverpool could possibly squeeze back into back into the top four floors of things fall their way. Um, and Chelsea will just have that little bit of freedom. Um, I think the players wanted rid of Potter. So, yeah, both teams with a handbrake off and give me over two and a half goals. Um, it's a four to five, minus one twenty-five. So I kind of had the same feeling as you, Baz. Um, Liverpool could win this two-one, and, and we'll both cash. So, um, yeah, that's the way I'll look at it. Uh, next up, we go to Wednesday. There's two games on Wednesday night, uh, both eight o'clock kickoffs, which is three p.m. Eastern time. First up is Manchester United against Brentford. Man United eleven to seventeen, minus one fifty-three. The draw three to one. Brentford at four to one. Um. Again, it was a relatively brief handicap, really, for me. Oh, well, there's a couple of things I ruled out. First one, there's no way I'm back in that shower of shit at four to six. You just can't trust them. Like, um, they haven't scored in the league since February the 19th, Baz. That's months ago. Uh, they've got no Casemiro. They're just totally and utterly untrustworthy. And like we say a lot, they might win. Absolutely, they might win. But if you put me, if you're backing them at 11 to 17, minus 153, you want shot with shit like um, Brentford. Brentford have lost once in sixteen Premier League games. That's insane. That's just kind of started roll out for Arsenal, Man City, and stuff. Not Brentford. Um, I really wanted to take Brentford as a dog, um, but they do draw a lot of games. Brentford and Manchester United nearly always get away with it. So I'm going to take the draw here. I think Brentford will get in front. And then something terrible will happen. They'll get a spawny penalty, 83rd minute equaliser. Um, this will finish one all. 
Um, but I'm going to take the George three to one pass. Yeah, I mean that stat about them not scoring in the league for going back that far is absolutely ridiculous. Isn't that? <laughs> I'm just like, check that because I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's good. That's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Um, because isn't Rashford on form? At the oh, he's brilliant. Great. Player absolutely brilliant. Huh? What a player. You listen to certain Man United fans. Anyway, um, I, I mean, I'm a, a, along similar lines to you. I start with, you know, it's three without a win for them now, with, you know, three without a win in the league, that should say, um, with defeats away at Liverpool and Newcastle and, and a draw at Southampton. They didn't play it well against Fulham in the Cup either. That was the, the win in the middle of it. Um, that game really turned on its head, didn't it? With the one incident where the penalty and two reds just just turned it on its head. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't even look at that game. There's another one you could throw in there. Yeah, totally right. Their home form, you can't trust them in a way because they, they remain unbeaten in 23 games at home, um, and it's only three draws in that time. So they've had 20 home wins in the last 23. Um, I think their, their form has dropped off massively in recent weeks, though. So you, you have to caveat that a little bit. Um, I mean, but, but Brentford, as you say, come into this in great form. One defeat in 15 league games. Um, they do have a lot of draws in there, which which helps you out, particularly on the road where it's it's four draws in the last eight uh, and six in the last 12 for Brentford. So, so all plays into your hands. And I mean, regular play for me, uh, until recently, when Manu at home was just back the team total or back the handicap or we were backing them to win a nil for a while when they went on a good run of that. Uh, and whilst I think Man United could score two here, it's 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 far too short today at eight to thirteen. Um, and then I looked at the handicap for Man United; it's better priced at thirteen to eight. They've won five of the last home by two goals or better. But having watched them yesterday, I can't bring myself to back them to win comfortably against a decent Brentford side who aren't losing very often. Uh, and her team who has scored seven in the last eight games, you know, in each of the last seven games they've scored, only one one shut out. Um, they've actually only failed to score Brentford in two of the 13 games since the World Cup. So, I'm similar to you. Everything I look at from Man United, I can't back at the prices. They're just, it's too short given the form. Um, so, as I say about Brentford scoring, there's, there's, the score in most games, they're not being kept out very often. And that's the stat I've decided to follow. Man United on, keeping clean sheets as frequently now as they were. Only had two in the last seven. Um, and even at home, Leeds, Fulham, West Ham, Palace have all got at least a goal against them. Um, so give me the both teams to score. It's a little bit short at seven to ten, uh, but I can't have anything to do with, with any of the Man United bets in the form they're in. The, the, as you say, they might go out and win uh, and win comfortably. Um, but I'd be confident Brentford can get on the score sheet here and take the both teams to score to cash. So both teams to score seven to ten is the pick for me in in the Man United v Brentford. Game. Yeah, just, just when you started handicapping that pass, I, I had a look at the at the other markets and both teams to score jumped out immediately, like at seven to ten. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you that if you're taking Man United on the handicap in that game, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed money. That would be my uh, opinion on that one. Uh, final game of the uh, midweek is West Ham against Newcastle. Eight o'clock kickoff again. Uh, West Ham United to the home puppies, thirteen to five. Um, what's that? Plus two sixty. Uh, plus two thirty. Uh, draw is nine to four. Plus two twenty five. Newcastle are fifteen to thirteen. Plus one fifteen. Baza West Ham Newcastle. 
Yeah, so I mean, that, that win of the weekend was an important one for West Ham, wasn't it? 1-0 against Southampton. We, we both, um, I think it was the only game actually where neither of us picked a winner. Uh, out yeah. The whole weekend um, one. So yeah, we both went with Southampton uh, and it looked like a really shit game uh, with West Ham edging it. Um, home form's okay for West Ham, despite their recent struggles. It's it's sort of four games unbeaten. Um and I think they've had four clean sheets in the last six. Is it four games unbeaten? That might be wrong. Might be making stats up off the top of my head here. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. So sometimes you read stats and then think that doesn't sound right. I can't can't be right. So I'm going to check their uh, recent home form for West Ham. Yeah, they're they're in decent form. Four wins from six actually. Six games unbeaten um, at home. And caveat. I mean, some of, two of those were Europa Conference League or whatever they call it. Um, but yeah, they've had a pretty good run of fixtures as well. It, that that recent run of form at home, they haven't played anyone in the top half. I think Villa are top half now, but they weren't at the time where Villa went uh, there and, and drew 1-1. Um, Chelsea are probably the best side they played recently, they drew, they drew with them. But again, Chelsea are no longer in the top half either. The wins, are, as I say, they're coming against teams like the Beast Forest, Southampton, Everton. Uh, Larnaca twice in the Europa Conference. I'd completely forgotten that West Ham were in that competition, which tells you how insignificant it is for anyone but the fans of the teams who are in it. Um, and that's not a dig at West Ham. As a Toon fan, we'd, we'd be delighted with some random European away days in that tournament. I'd, I'd take, it, take it any day. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot that thing was still going on. Um, Newcastle getting back in the stride. Three wins on a bounce. They scored twice in each of them. Uh, and despite me always being sort of slightly pe- pessimistic with Newcastle, I'm starting to get my confidence back where, where Newcastle are concerned. Um, we don't have to go back far for the last game uh, between the two. A 1-1 draw at St James's Park in February. Uh, Newcastle were fairly uninspiring that day, which came in amongst a six-game winless streak for us. We were without Bruno for, for three of that six-game streak, including this game. Uh, and his return has been pivotal for us, as has the turnaround uh, in, in form and, and the return to fitness of Isaac. Um, I think the bonus for Newcastle this week with a quick turnaround for, for us Sunday to Wednesday is the return to fitness of players like Wilson, Gordon. Uh, we've got Joe Linton back from suspension. I thought our bench yesterday was the strongest it's been in, for as long as I can remember. Um, Wilson, Gordon, Joe Linton, Elliot Anderson, all in there who are able to just step straight into that team if needed. I suspect Almiron will still be missing. But otherwise, I think we've got a strong lineup if we do need to make changes. I fancy us to carry on here, Mal. I think 23 to 20 isn't bad for Newcastle. Um, but as I said before, we've scored two in each of the last three. We could have scored four or five yesterday easily with the amount of chances we'd created. And I'll take us to do the same again. Two or more goals for Newcastle at six to five is the bet for me. So plus 120, Newcastle to score two or more. That's a bit for me. Do you think if we... Um... If we score twice, Baz, we don't win. If we don't score twice, do you mean? No, if we do score twice. Sorry? If we do if, score twice? If we score twice, do you think we'll win? Tomorrow? Yeah, on Wednesday. Definitely. Yeah, it's not on a bigger price then. Um, no. Plus 120. Plus 120. <laughs> Plus 120. <laughs> Good. Hashtag maths. Um, I, I think do. We win if we score twice, but it doesn't. 
you know. No, you're right. I, I, I'm I'm glad glad you've got a you've got a save today, but we might get beat nine two by us. Two dancing all the way to the bank. Um, I handicapped the key. The key point was the point that you made, Baz, which was the strength of the bench and the ability to to rotate if they had to. Um, in the names you mentioned from yesterday, Gordon, Joe Linton, Wilson, um, Murphy's had Murphy's come in and played well. So yeah, West Ham did win, but were poor. Um, and I think anyone anyone watched those two games yesterday, you can't do anything but come down on the side of Newcastle. Um, I thought we were well coached, we were well drilled. They were back to the way they played, and and that's not happened by accident. Um, I think they're an absolutely outstanding price. Um, uh, fifteen to thirteen. Uh, plus 115 so yeah completely and utterly uh, and it's not a home I play you can put your glasses back on if you want uh, Nick can tell us but I just think Newcastle are going to win so yeah uh, so that's that uh, six games handicap as um, I've got a scorer a dog and a parlay did you fetch anything out? I've got one of each of those as well yeah okay um I'll start. I'll lead off with my goal scorer then, Baz, because it's uh, back to a name that I rode for just about the entirety of January and February, but we haven't seen him for a little while. Darwin Nunes is back um, for all the Liverpool fans. There's one for Big Dave. Look, um, I think this could be anything. Like we said, this Chelsea Liverpool game could be absolutely anything. Um, and he's just always dead live here. I like him. He's a load of fun. Uh, he's back to a good price again. He's plus 240, 12 to 5. Uh, so I'll take Nunes. Uh, what have you got? Uh, goal scorer, I've gone back to the Brighton game, which is a game where I can see goals. So I, that's always my starting point. Where do I think there's going to be plenty of goals again? And who do I pick from there? And I've gone back to the well with Solly March again. I took him at the weekend and I went the wrong way because for me at the minute between Brighton, it's March, Mitoma or McAllister, the M people, I'm going to call them. What have you done today to make Solly, you uh, Solly March. proud? <laughs> he's uh, 15 to 2 for first goal and 3 to 1 any time I think 3 to 1 is a great price he's, I'd said before the weekend he'd scored in 3 on the bounce um, he's involved lots he had at least 2 shots on goal at the weekend because everybody in Brighton well, they all did um, so yeah he's involved enough for me in a 3 to 1 for an any time score a solid march for me OK um, my dog the yeah, could only be Aston Villa Um Insane. It's like finding money in the street. Uh, is yours the same? So the same. Nothing fancy, but it's Villa. They just should not be underdogs for this game. Uh, Villa at nine to five is the underdog pick for me as well. Team okay. right. Okay. Concur. And for the for my parley, I love this one, Baz. Um, it's the two draws. I've got two draws on my card, um, so I'm going to double them up. Uh, Bournemouth, Brighton, the draw three to one. Uh, Manchester United, Brentford, the draw it's three to one. A uh, little fifteen to one double there, Baz. Um, yeah, all over that. Yeah, so I've picked a, a little three-team accumulator, three-team parlay out. Um, I've gone first with Newcastle to score two or more. Leeds to win. And over 2.5 goals in the Bournemouth v Brighton game. Comes in at around 6-1, to one, plus 600. Uh, that's easy enough for me. Newcastle to score two or more. Leeds to win. And overs, Bournemouth v Brighton, 6-1. to one. Champion. Um, we've just had a spike in YouTube watchers. Just... 
in time for us to say bye to everyone. So uh, thanks for joining us, new people, for the last 30 seconds. Uh, Baz, anything you need to tell the people before we crack on? I, gonna, I mean, we've, we're five minutes under our usual hour, Malcolm, so we might as well have a little bit of... That's because you handicapped Leeds v Forest for 25 minutes earlier on. Oh, sorry, yeah, born with Brighton. That's what that was. Would have been would have been done 10 minutes ago otherwise. A uh, bit of sack race, because I like the sack race odds. Uh, obviously you do like the sack race. Three managers in the last week. Do you think anyone else gets sacked this season? Um, I mean, if you look at the odds, there's. I'm assuming can, there's only two. They? There's only two more potentially. Because the, the forest bloke. Can you believe this? The third person in the betting to get the sack, or, or it's not the sack, is it? It's next manager to leave the post. Yeah. So I suppose the reason for this, the third in the betting, is Thomas Frank. So yeah. I can only imagine that in case Chelsea come poaching him or Spurs come poaching yeah. him, which possibly. Makes a bit of sense because I was thinking, eh, why is Thomas Frank in there? But it, it's to leave the post. Uh, you've got so favourites Steve Cooper at 11 to 10, uh, Moyes at 5 to 2, and then we're into double figures Thomas Frank, Le Petitgu, Ruben Sellers. Um, Le Petitgu, that's particularly badly pronounced, that Baz. Well, what, what do you want to call him? Lopetegui. Lopetegui, well, Le Petitgu, yeah. Jesus, that was one for Simmers, that big fat tongue. <laughs> Uh, so yeah do, do you reckon anyone else goes uh, I, I think nah. if, like I said a few weeks ago I thought if Forrest get themselves into that bottom three and they think they can get themselves out of it by making a change I don't think they'll show any more loyalty to Steve Cooper it wouldn't surprise me if he goes but 11 to 10 I wouldn't be having any any of that I think Moyes is also a little bit short because I think West Ham will have enough to stay up and if they stay up He'll keep his job, I think. Um, so yeah, nothing stood out for me. I just I was interested to see whether you think that's us done for Sack. Yeah, race. I think so. You think that's it? Nobody else goes. No, nah. it's got to be, hasn't it? Um, has there been a year recently? I'd be interested to know. We haven't even played thirty games yet. There must be a manager sacked after thirty games every year. Must be. Yeah, there's stuff like when a team's gone down in this one week left yeah, of the season. They sometimes get rid. I suppose we've had three at this stage, which possibly just a little bit earlier than it might ordinarily have been. Uh, but yeah, Thomas Frank at 10 to 1. Who's going to go over him? Whoever doesn't yeah. get Nogglesman. I think you'll stay, man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, agreed. Um, well, there you go. Cheers for that, Baz. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining in. If you are a new listener, thank you very much. Um, if you're an old listener, uh, thank you very much as well. Uh, cheers, everyone, in the comments on the YouTube uh, Thursday night, what time? Half past eight, Baz? Half eight Thursday night, yeah. We'll be covering all the Premiership games. Um, I'm assuming we've got a full slate again this weekend. It's not, it's not FA Cup this weekend, Cup is seven. it? No, no, no. Not for we'll a little while. Yeah, we'll be full, full Premier League slate again. Um, and then, so yeah, Thursday night, 8.30. Um, and we're normally on Sundays at 10 o'clock where we'll be covering all the midweek. So whether that's, uh, if you're a new listener, we don't just cover the Premier League if there's midweek. Champions League, Europa League, uh, we covered the internationals, we've covered the the EFL League One and League Two recently. So we'll cover anything that's going on, really, won't we, Malcolm? Hundred um, percent, yeah. But yeah, we'll so, yeah. be around Thursdays and Sundays usually. Uh, this week was an exception with the uh, Monday night show going out tonight. Yeah, so track us down and um and like I say, give us a, a like, a follow, a rate and a review, get in the Discord channel, get on the YouTube channel, all those kind of things. Uh, it's fun and it's helpful. Um, but yeah, we do. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope we have some winners. We hope Everton uh, gets stuck into Tottenham tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.